Hey, what's going on, parents? Welcome back once again to the best podcast in the whole world, Teenager Tuesday. The best one in the whole world. This <laughs> yeah, is it? It's Man, crazy. what an it's honor. It's definitely the shortest one okay, all right. in the whole world. So I think that counts for something. Uh, if, you're, if you're just now tuning in, we're in part three of a four-part series on failure, on helping uh, uh, guide your student uh, through failure. And maybe you've learned some stuff as well. I uh, would love for you to share this this podcast, if you're listening on Spotify or this video, if you're on YouTube uh, with other parents, I think it's helpful. I think it's, uh, this stuff is very helpful and um, uh, can help a lot of students keep failure away from their identity. They can do stuff that is not, you know, it doesn't turn out great. Yep. I don't know. Have you ever done something? Uh, um, a few, few thousand probably. <laughs> yeah, a bunch yeah. of things. Uh, however, the, the main point of this is, is trying to guide uh, us through a, a process of keeping failure away from saying I am a failure and uh, trying more to say I have done things that have failed, you know. In a proper perspective of who God says about us in the midst of failure. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Like we talked about last week. Yeah, um, yeah out of Math- Matthew 3. I remember. Matthew somewhere. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, to start, I, the very interesting thing that I found where uh, Stafford and Harvard, they uh, coined this phrase, failure deprived. When they've been talking about incoming college students for years now, they, they're saying that uh, Gen Z, as they've come up, that they're, they're failure deprived. So what ends up happening is there, there's um, <clears throat> all this like crashing and failing of students that were amazing in high school, but then they mess up one thing in college and they just like go off the deep end. They just like stop paying attention. They they quit classes. They drop out. Where before they were like an incredible student. So uh, kind of funny. This uh, these schools and many other schools have started this thing called failure initiatives, where they're trying to uh, create places where they know people are going to fail. They know these freshmen sophomores are going to fail, but they're trying to do it in a way that doesn't like debilitate them. And, 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 and uh, in fact, some, sometimes they even, like, do it in a way where they showcase their failures to be like, hey, these people failed, but that's okay. You know, they're trying to, like, lighten it. Huh. It's yeah. interesting. There was a, a phrase that I heard years ago that, that resonates with this, that sometimes parents tend to prepare the road for their child mm. instead of preparing their child for the road. Oh, yeah. And so they're oh, eliminating good. some failure opportunities because yeah. they want to protect their kid, but really yeah. what they're doing is ultimately maybe a little harm because mm. they haven't learn to navigate the road that's out in front of them. Oh, man. Yeah, that's good. I, I have a friend, uh, Ryan Leake. He did a whole little documentary. I say little. It's just kind of short. A uh, documentary called Chasing Failure, where the idea was, what if I chased failure? Would it take me farther? And it's, it's a really cool story if you want to Google hmm, chasing failure. It's pretty cool. Uh, now, some of you might be thinking, as a parent, shouldn't I protect my kids from failure? Uh, and I would say, like, I would say it'd be best to protect them from from. Uh, incredibly damaged uh, harm, you know, you don't want, like, you don't want to put your kid, like, hey, don't buckle your seatbelt. Like, there is a degree to this. Um, Jessica Leahy, the author of The Gift of Failure, she kind of discusses this, the connections between um, autonomy-supportive parenting and the ability to learn well, sit with frustrations, like, sit with, like, where does perseverance come in? Where does grit come in? Um, it, because what's what's true is like, as a parent, you want to protect your child, but they also have to learn results of freedom. And failure, oftentimes, that's a result of us using our freedom. We have freedom of choice, so then we get to that 
like we use our freedom and it doesn't always turn out well. Like uh, the last thing I'll say on this is like stepping in so that our students won't uh, won't be able to make wrong choices might prevent them from learning how to make the wise choice in the long run. Yeah, it's that preparing the from road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there was a, a book I read a few years ago by Carol Dweck. Okay. And so it talks about mindset, and I realized how guilty I was of this. She says there's two mindsets that people take on. There's a fixed or a growth mindset. Mm. And the problem with a fixed mindset is it, it's almost like if we fail, that that says we're a failure, what we've been talking about. Yeah. And so one of the things that we have to do is start to teach our students that they have a starting point uh, with, yeah. with all this, that failure doesn't mean it's this insurmountable setback that you stink as a human being. It's like this opportunity for us to start to grow. Yeah. And as she studied successful people and people who navigated life well, they had that ability to not see failure as a defining moment, but failure as an opportunity for growth. Yeah. So that's a growth, growth mindset versus fixed. Yeah. And so she was saying that that's an opportunity then for us to see that and to teach our kids yeah. that this is a starting point. This is how we learn. People don't learn in life unless they make mistakes, unless they have a few setbacks. Right. But how do we grow? How do we learn from this and let it define yeah. us? Yeah, that blew my mind when I... I saw that for the first time. Fixed versus growth. Like, yeah. I realized stuff about myself that I was oh, doing. I've been a fixer my whole life. Yeah. I didn't do things again because I thought, well, that defined me. That said mm -hmm. I'm no good at that. Instead yeah. of, oh, maybe I just needed to learn how to do that a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that she says, uh, Carol Dweck, is that we, as parents, we want to emphasize uh, effort over ability. Yeah. Hey, you worked really hard. You tried really hard. You gave it your best shot. What are some different tools and things? And it might just be tweaks and turns that we can get better at this just and then keep working hard at it. And so yeah. emphasizing that versus the final results. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's so good. So, like, I, I kind of building off of that, like, the third thing that I would say is even just discussing failures, discussing your own failures, like, having conversations with them when they failed, trying not to not to, you know, beat a dead horse with it, but not also not trying to move past it so quickly. Because if we don't make something a conversation, that makes it a taboo conversation. Then, then if we don't talk about something, then uh, it's almost like it gets baggage without us talking about it. You know, it, it can, it creates its own narrative on its own. So like make it a conversation, um, even in the rough times. And then uh, you can finish off that conversation by saying like, uh, so where do we go from here? So what's next? And, right. and giving them that next step because when you give a place to go, then you give hope. How can we grow from this event? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A growth mindset, not a fixed. Like, yeah. Like the... You're, these aren't just the cards you're dealt in life. Right. Like, that's not all, you know, you it's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible to do something and be perfect at it. Yeah. You're going to have to learn and get feedback and coach to, in order to grow. Mm -hmm. And as you do that, so you see failure as an opportunity, not a setback. Yeah, yeah. And just making it a conversation, yeah. which might feel awkward at first. Yeah. You know? It's like, and, and I did want to give a quick public service announcement yeah. that you mentioned earlier about beating dead horses. We don't endorse that okay. here. I just wanted to throw that out <laughs> hey, there. So, you. yeah, we don't want to that, beat dead clarify animals. Clarify for everybody. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I just wanted to make okay. sure that was that was not taken as a takeaway from this. Uh, number four, and this is the last thing, is uh, the last thing for today is work on encouraging or work on an encouraging relationship. And that means between you and them. Um, we kind of talked about this not that long ago when we talked about empowering your student to choose. Um, research has shown that people, that people in general are more likely to bring up vulnerability, and failure is a very vulnerable topic, yeah. when they feel encouraged by someone else. So if, if the more that you work on 
I, an encouraging side of parenting. I want to like call out what I believe in you, not just what I see you do wrong or, or, or disobedient, but um, it's kind of like you're, you're creating what you know they can be and not just hitting them with what they have done. Right. You know, because they do that enough themselves anyways. There's a famous researcher that says that encouragement has so much, uh, uh, pointing out negativity has so much power that we have to have a five to one ratio in a relationship mm -hmm. with others of five positive things for every negative thing. So look for maybe five encouraging things to say for that, to, to just make sure there's a, a climate of encouragement, I guess is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Well, and, and again, it's something that's so simple that like there are times that I think I encourage, but then I'll realize I need to like double the amount of encouraging that I actually do. Yeah, whatever you think is enough encouragement, double it or triple it, and you're probably yes. getting about the right spot. Yeah, almost almost right, because yeah. we, we are needy people. We need affirmation. Yeah. We are, yeah. As, as human beings. Yeah. Um, you did a good job on this podcast, Will. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> a little encouragement. <laughs> um, I hope those four things help. And next week is, is our final week on this, and I'm very excited about it. Um, we're we're going to be talking about the tensions that maybe you have thought through this as a parent of when am I pushing my student too hard? When are those conversations too much? Where do I know their, their boundaries and all that kind of stuff? Because I, you know, I want to help them bend but not break. Um, make sure that you tune in next week as we finish up this four-week series on guiding your student through failure. Failure. It's great. Brock, thank you so much for joining me the last few weeks. Yeah, it was this fun. This has been awesome. Yeah. Let's sign off today. Okay. Uh, parents, please remember, you can do this and you're not alone. Yeah, God is with you and so are we. Have a great week. 